ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another amazing episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and today's episode is unbelievable. And as always, I'm joined by the magician, the man himself, Top Gun, Tommy Fierro. Tommy, how you doing, brother? Hey, Jumpin' Jay, what's going on, man? How are you? Listen, man, I'm doing fantastic. I call you the magician because you texted me who we were going to have on the show today as our special guest, and I don't know how you do it. The man is a legend in the world of 80s wrestling. I'm so excited to talk to him today. Let's kick off the show by talking, Tommy. How are you doing, my man? Good, man. Good. We're just getting ready for ISPW Christmas Chaos, which is going to take place in Butler, New Jersey, next Friday night, December the 10th. It's going to be at St. Anthony's Church Gym in Butler, and uh, we got a lot of cool stuff planned for that event. One of the highlights, Jay, and, and, and the main reason we have him on today is that the Doctor of Style Slick is going to be in the house at ISPW next Friday night in Butler, New Jersey. Now, Jay, you know as well as I do, this is an extremely, extremely rare appearance. Slick, you don't see him at many. You might see him once in a while at a at a convention or a signing, but he doesn't do uh, many independent shows. So it's an honor that he, he's, he's willing to come in and do it. And uh, everyone that's in the New Jersey area, you can get a chance to meet Slick in person next Friday night in Butler. He's going to be doing a, a pre-match autograph session, and then he's going to be on the winner's circle later that night on the show. And without any further ado, let's introduce him now, the man himself, the doctor of style, the Slickster. Welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Good morning, Tommy. Good morning, Jay. How you guys doing this morning? Better now, man. Better now. Much better now, Slick. Thank you for joining us, brother. Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you this morning. And hope everything's going well for you and your lives and your careers. And uh, I'm looking forward to sharing this morning with you. Absolutely. As are we, Slick. And, and, and as you know, our, our, a lot of our viewers and listeners probably saw you a couple weeks back when we had you on the virtual signing. But if you live in the area, you'll have a chance to meet Slick live and in person. Again, it's going to be next Friday night in Butler, New Jersey at St. Anthony's Gym. And uh, without further ado, Jay, I, I know that the lines are probably lighting up. A lot of people want to talk to the Slickster. If anyone out there wants to call in and ask Slick a question or share a, a memory or a moment of his career, you can call the Slam Line at 516-595-8295. Once again, that's 516-595-8295. That's right, Tommy. And the the, the line is already lighting up. It's blowing up. Because when you have a legend, like the Doctor of Style on the show, people can't wait to call in. So we're going to start jumping into the phone calls from the fans. First up, we're going down to the beautiful city of Atlanta to talk to our longtime listener, Joe Joe, welcome back to the show. You're on live with the Doctor of Style, Slick. Thank you, guys. Good to hear the Slickster's voice this morning. I want to focus in, Slick, on WrestleMania 3. You said that was probably your most memorable WrestleMania you uh, were a part of, and I know that because I um, watched your, your autograph signing that you did recently. Um. I actually forget, so let's start with this, Slick. Who did you manage in WrestleMania 3? Okay, in WrestleMania 3, I managed the natural Butch Reed and also 
I manage the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov and let's see. I think that's to my well, it's been so long ago. I, but I know yeah. those, those that, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Now, what I want to see is there anything you can tell us? Like you know, I, we're just fans. But did anything happen backstage that was memorable that you could share with us? And specifically, if it would be like Macho Man or Hulk Hogan or Andre, but if you got anything else, um, is there anything that, yeah, you could tell us that you remember from backstage? Well, the aura was special. Uh, you know, we had set a record that lasted for 30 to 25 years, I know, and everybody was uh, – so excited and so exuberant, uh, and so that—that's the thing that was so special. I think was the aura connected with the event. Absolutely, Great. Great. Uh, Joe. We appreciate you calling in. We got a lot of calls to get to, but as always, thank you for calling in the show, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank guys. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Have a good one, Joe. Yeah, the aura around WrestleMania three must have just felt different. It must have felt like this was special, like something you hadn't experienced before. Slick, have you ever since then had that same feeling about an event, or is WrestleMania three the the tops in your book? It has to be, uh, because I've not been a part of another setting that had uh, that type of capacity crowd. And the energy that flowed from that crowd is transferred into the uh, and transcended into the uh, dressing room, you know. So I, I would have to say that I don't think anything parallels that. Uh, no way. And Slick, I got a, I got a question for you. Now you're, you're walking into that. You're walking into the Silver Dome the morning of the event. It's obviously empty in the morning, but when you walk in there and you're standing in the middle of that football field and you're looking around and you're realizing that 90,000 people are going to be watching you later that night. And in 1987, I mean, that's, it's, that's totally different than, than nowadays. Back then, I mean, 90,000 people. What was going through your head in the daytime when you're just in the uh, empty arena looking around? Well, the thing that heightened my sense of uh... – of enthusiasm uh, and uh, exhilaration was the fact, number one, that was my very first WrestleMania. So I was excited knowing that I was going to be a part of history and knowing that I was going to be a part of something that is worldwide so so magnanimous and 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 so I was just on cloud nine, and then as a rookie in the business, because remember that when I'm going into WrestleMania three, I've only been in the business a little over a year. Wow! And to make the mecca, as we, as the, the mecca as we call it, uh, that that the zenith, you know. I, I was just on cloud nine, man, it's hard to, and happy to be a part of it. So now, Slick, one of the things that we loved about 
you in the World Wrestling Federation is you were a natural-born entertainer. Anytime you were on camera, you were entertaining us fans. But I'm wondering, your first WrestleMania, that many people, even though you're a great entertainer and you've been in front of crowds before, is there a different level of nervousness? Do you have nerves at that kind of stage at a WrestleMania? Prior to going out, you do. And I think if you don't, you're setting yourself up for disaster because those type of nerves create a positive fear. You know, fear can be negative, but fear can also be positive. You know, like if you're fearful because you're scared, then that's a negative thing. But if you're fearful because you're cautious, like you would be fearful of touching a fire, you know, that's a positive thing. And so I think as an entertainer and as a person who's going out or even as a preacher who's about to get ready to preach, if you don't have those type of nervous feelings, then you may be a little vain or conceited, and you certainly don't want to be that way because it will transfer in your, into your performance. And so, uh, yeah, I was a little really nervous uh, probably prior to, well, not probably, assuredly, I was uh, nervous prior to going out. But once I got out there, uh, you know, when you are a natural performer, then, you know, it's like Tom Brady, you know, you, you can't explain, or Michael Jordan, you can't explain why they're good no uh, other than the fact that it's a God-given gift. So that's how I would explain it. I think that was explained beautifully, Slick. I love hearing people that have been in those high-profile situations explain that, yeah, the butterflies in the stomach, it's normal, everybody gets them. And like you said, it's the good kind of fear that helps you perform at your best. We're going to jump into our next call. We're heading out to the beautiful California weather to talk to Brian the Brain. Brian, welcome back to the show. You're on live with Slick. Thanks so much, guys. I'm really excited to talk to Slick and uh, Tommy and Jay. It's uh, it's just, I, I can't believe that I'm about to. So, Dr. Style Slick, uh, I want to wish you an early happy birthday. I know it's uh, next week. I believe it's the 8th. Turning 65, if I remember correctly. Thank Is you, that Brian. Correct? That's that's right. Next Wednesday, December the eighth, is my sixty-fifth birthday. Uh oh. I'll be I'll, I'll be eligible to draw my social security. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm very happy for you. That's hey, wonderful. Slickster. Sorry, Brian. Let me yes. real quick, I tell you, Slickster. You know that we're going to have a little birthday party for you next Friday uh, in New Jersey. Now you know that, right? No, I didn't know that, but I'm happy to hear it. Oh yeah, we'll have a little, we'll have a little, we'll have a little uh, birthday bash for the Slickster. Well, thank you. That's so kind of you, and I'm appreciative. <laughs> so, good morning so to get you, it. Brian. It's, good morning yeah, to just, you, Brian. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Well, I, I want to thank you before I say anything else. Just thank you for all the, the memories and the, the great uh, performances you gave. Um, I'm going to give a quick uh, reminiscence about when you first arrived at the WWF. Maybe it'll spring some memories. When you got there, it was end of July, and... They had you taken over for Fred Blassie, which for a lot of years, there was only three heel managers, Blassie, the Grand Wizard, and Lou Albano. And so that was a big deal. And not only that, but there's a lot of talk that Sheik and Volkov were the guys set to take the titles off the Bulldogs. And so along with you planning, you know, back, it was, I think, September, middle September, around the 16th, that Butch Reed came in and joined you, and they had plans of him become an IC champ. So 
So I feel like they were grooming you, and Vince was so impressed with you when you interviewed with him that first time that they had big plans for you. I mean, you'd only been there a week, and you're on the flower shop with Blassie and his crew, and Roddy Piper comes in off wrestling a match, and the first guy he turns to and insults is the Slickster. And so I'd love to know what, you know, what your relationship was like with Roddy behind the scenes and if you realize how, how highly they must have thought of you, of uh, putting you in that position where they were grooming you to be possibly tag team champion manager, IC champion manager, uh, what are your feelings on those things? Well, let's, let me answer first my relationship with Roddy Piper. Until, until Roddy Piper died, whenever he and I were at the same conventions, or wherever we were, when I would come in the room, if Roddy was already in there, if he was sitting down, he would stand up and come to me and hug me. And I, you know, I, I, I have, I was accepted by the, by the, what we call the, the top hands. I was accepted practically by everybody, but especially by all the top guys. And basically it was because they all knew that Vince liked me a lot. And so when you refer to the impression that I made on him, what happened when Vince didn't want me? And so when he brought me in to interview, he told me that he didn't. And he told me it was nothing personal. You know, I'm six foot four. They like for managers to be short. So he let me know it was nothing personal. And he had watched my work in a, Central State, it just he thought I was too tall. So, but because Butch Reed was so adamant that he wanted me and no one else, and so, and then that was uh, impacted by the fact that Bruiser Brody had also mentioned me uh, when he wanted to come in. So, I did the interview with uh, Vince and. He was so impressed with it that he, he, that's when he started to push me. So that's why they uh, deflected to me on that uh, thing with Roddy Piper, the Piper's Pit. Is that what you're talking about, the Piper's Pit? Yes, sir. Yeah, and because uh, they were yep. trying to bring attention to me and give me, and give me opportunities to get out there and sell myself to the, uh, to the people, in which I think I got over pretty well. Oh, definitely. And then uh, the first card I ever got to go see was actually just about 35 years ago, back uh, December 5th, 86. I got to see Butch Reed and Tito Santana, and you were at ringside. I got a couple pictures my mom took. And uh, that was probably the most stiff match of the card. I know uh, both of those guys like to lay them in, but uh, uh, that was a heck of a a hard-hitting, evenly matched feud, and I believe that was – you know, having Butch up against a former IC title holder, that let the WWF audience know that they had a uh, a serious contender on their hands. Um, Butch and I shared a birthday. I was so sad to see him uh, him pass. He had 20 years on me, but uh, mm-hmm. but I, I thought the world of him. And when you guys came in, they were making the transition from uh, the championship wrestling. They switched over to Wrestling Challenge and Superstars of Wrestling. And Butch... Uh, was a major on those opening credits. He was a major player they put on there, so it was obvious they had plans for him if uh, if he'd been able to to kind of be more professional. 
Well, at one time, Butch Reed was the top heel in the country. Uh, Against Ric Flair. Years, uh, uh, yeah, a couple of years before, let's see, so that would have been, I, I say maybe maybe three years before, in 1983, 82, 83, oh, before Butch Reed. Yeah, he was the top heel in the country. And we all know Tito Ten, Tito. Santana and Butch Reed are consummate performers, and so their matches was just phenomenal. I would stand at the ring in awe of how they could bring a house down, and then me doing my shenanigans, you know, it really worked out. We really had a long run with it, as a matter of fact. Definitely, right? Drew up uh, WrestleMania three when he uh, tore your clothes apart after the uh, after the Butch Reed Coco match. So, mm-hmm. yep, that was a, a nice feud. Yeah, yep, speaking that of, and, uh, of uh, Coco, uh, yesterday yes, I talked to Coco on the phone for about an hour, and uh, I talked to Dangerous Danny Davis for about an hour yesterday. I should have been doing my work, but I was <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> but, and we talked about that, and, we, and Coco and I talked about we felt like our match especially when Tito ran in and when Coco popped me in the mouth, you know, after yeah. the, after the match, we thought we got as big a pop as Hogan and Andre did uh, doing, uh, wonderful. Uh, doing that sequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I've also heard uh, on your shoot interviews that you like to uh, go bowling a lot of the times. And I don't know at that first part of your career, I'm sure you were a little more focused and didn't have as much time to, to go bowling. But when you broke your arm and, uh, I think it was the uh, second week of November in 86, right after you'd been there in, up in Washington and you're away from home. Uh, I don't know if you're left-handed or right-handed and if that affected any you know, bowling and, and how awful it must have been to break your arm and have to be at the hospital late at night. Well, I, I used to bowl every day, even on the road. I carried my bowling ball with me and my bowling shoes and uh, – it, it was a hassle because sometimes the ball that I had, it might not have been the right ball for the condition of the lane we're in or whatever lane I found to go to, but that's another story. But anyway, uh, let me tell you a funny story about my about my uh, broken wrist. I actually broke my wrist for real. And sometimes many of the uh, wrestling fans, they think, oh, that's part of the gimmick. You know, they, it's a gimmick that his arm is broken. So when I came home, some of my best friends that come over to my residence, one of my best friends, uh, his name is Larry Smith. We've been friends since I was nine years old. He he just kept hitting my wrist, you know, just hitting it. Because he, he was just so convinced that it was part of, of an act, you know. And I kept trying to tell him, no, I actually fell over the top rope and broke my wrist. It's broken. I mean, it really is broken. And he just said, so find out, popped him. <laughs> and so <laughs> that got away with him because, you know, we were so close, you know, because I hit him in the face, you know. And uh, <laughs> and I said, man, I'm sorry, but I, I'm trying to tell you it's broken for real. You know, you, you, you're messing with me, hitting it, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that's funny. Uh, we, and he and I talk about that to this day. He said, man, I'm sorry, because I, I thought it was just part of the show. I said, no, I kept trying to tell you, I actually fell over the rope and broke my wrist. <laughs> That's fantastic that your own personal friends didn't know the line between 
what was real and what was a work. Brian, thank yeah. you so much for calling in. We appreciate you. You share your knowledge of wrestling. I'm sure the Slick was happy to talk to you as well, Brian. Thank you for calling in. We hope to hear from you next week. Thank you, Slick. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Jay. Thanks, you guys man. all take care. Thank you. Thank Before you, we get to our next call, one, one more time, the Doctor of Style Slick will be making a special rare appearance in New Jersey next Friday night, December 10th, in Butler, New Jersey, at St. Anthony's Church. He's going to be doing a pre-match autograph session, also be doing an interview with the winner, Andy Weinberg, on the show that night. If you do not live in the New Jersey area and you'd like to get an autograph picture of Slick, you can head over to our website now, 80swrestlingcon.com. And, uh, Jay, I think you have another uh, caller on, right? We do have another call, Tommy, but before I jump into the next call, Slick mentioned his height. He said he was six foot four inches tall, which is a tall man. And we all know that in professional wrestling and in other professional sports, they like to exaggerate the heights of people to make them seem larger than life. Slick was kind of the opposite. They build him at five foot eleven, but obviously when you saw him on camera, he's not five foot eleven. And so I would just love to know Slick from your perspective. When we hear, for example, that Hogan was billed as six foot eight, and then you're supposed to be five eleven, but when you're on the Brother Love Show, you're standing nose to nose. I'm just curious now, in your opinion, if, if if you could give me an example, how tall do you think Hulk Hogan really was in real life? <laughs> well, <laughs> let, let me answer that by saying you mentioned that when we're standing on the Brother Love Show, we're we're very he's only just so much taller than I am. So there you go, right? <laughs> <laughs> did did Vince McMahon ever ask you to hunch down or to stand away from certain stars so that you didn't take all, away from the fact that they were, you know, as big as he wanted all, you to believe all, they were? Practically on every interview. Every time. Yeah. Yeah, that's... yeah uh-huh. unless, unless it was live. If it was live... Like, you know, at the arena, you know, a live interview, then, you know, I couldn't. But on, on television, promos, I had to I had to hover down all the time. You did. Yeah, yeah you got to keep that illusion up. Well, Slickster, you mm-hmm. have fans all over the world, and our next caller is calling from the great country of Canada to the north of us. So we're going to oh, welcome yeah. Corey from Canada. Welcome to the show. You're live with the Doctor of Style. Awesome. How you doing, guys? We're doing very Good well, morning. Corey. How are Hello? you doing? I'm doing Good great, morning, and I Corey. do want to say that Canada Canada loves Slick. We always have. You're, you're the greatest. And uh, I just want to say, you know, for my money, Slick is, is the best promo guy of all time. I just felt like every time he was in front of the camera, it was just so natural, so unrehearsed. I just felt like that was you, and, and you were amazing at it. And I think one of my favorite memories was uh, you with the Twin Towers on Arsenio. And I, I remember watching that thinking, wow, Slick should have his, Slick should have his own show. I mean, you, you were upstaging uh, Arsenio, which was, uh, it was great. That was just a great performance by everybody. And, and God bless Arsenio for having all the wrestlers on, right? When, uh, you know, Johnny Carson didn't have all the wrestlers on, I thought, I thought that was great. So I always loved seeing you. And just one of my favorites. And, just a quick question for you, Slick. Um, I mean, I always want to know who my heroes' heroes are. Who, who were some of your favorite guys growing up? 
Well, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man, and and I don't want to I don't want to offend anybody, but I've said this before. I just think pound for pound, and overall in every category, it just has to be Ric Flair, the promos, psychology, uh, in ring performance. Uh, the charisma, I mean, he just had it all. You know, some guys had like one or two uh, qualities or attributes, shall I say, and that they were really, really great at. But to me, Ric Flair can do it all. Uh, so I was really, really uh, fond of him. Um, Dory Funk Jr., Harley Race. Uh Fritz Von Erich, uh, Johnny Valentine. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I don't want to forget Johnny Valentine. I think, man, I think Johnny Valentine was the greatest heel of all time. Wild Bull Carey. Man, you, I'm going way back now. <laughs> you probably don't even know some of those guys. <laughs> uh, Bobo Brazil, uh, Bearcat Wright. And then I think the greatest African-American performer was a guy, his name was Dory Dixon. You probably don't even remember him. But no. you can look him up. <laughs> he, was, he was great. He was great, yeah. Ernie Ladd. What about oh, Sweet? Lord. Yeah. Sweet what about Daddy Sweet Daddy Siki? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet yeah. Daddy Siki. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I'm going to go back to Ernie Ladd. See, a lot of people don't know. And Butch Reed gave him this uh, uh, title, The Learning Tree. You know, Ernie Ladd was a great teacher. When I first came uh, in the WWF, he walked up to me and he said, I was against them bringing you in here. And he said, that was until I had an opportunity to see you perform. He said, the funny thing about it, you don't even know what you're doing and you're good. He said, but remember two things. You got God and you got me, and I'm going to teach you. And he started teaching me things, and, and Dora Funk Union really taught me a lot. Uh, but my, I think the person I was closest to was Bobby the Brain. That's why when you said a few minutes ago you thought I was the best promo, and I appreciated that, but, man, Nobody's as great as Bobby the Brain. <laughs> that's my that's my man, boy. That Bobby Bobby could think the things, boy. I mean, just fly right off his head. I tried my best to emulate him, but I just couldn't do it. But I did the best I could. But boy, that Bobby the Brain, he's the man. You know, we and we were we remained close until he died. We were very close. Yeah, yeah. So those well, are well I love both of you guys. Yeah. Yeah, and I probably can think of some other people, you know, but just right off the bat, those names come to mind. That's wonderful. I well, appreciate Corey, it. Well, it's been, uh, thank yeah, you so much for calling in. Absolute pleasure, guys. Just, just when I thought the show couldn't get any better, you bring on the Slickster. I love it. So <laughs> thanks to everybody. God bless. Thank you so much for listening, man. Thank bless you, Corey. You day, All Corey. the best. Bye, guys.
Well, Slick, we, when you're on the show, I tell you what, the phone lines light up like nobody else has got them to light up. We have two other callers who's been hanging on hold. The first one we're going to take, it's a new number to the show, so I'm not sure who it is, but it looks like they're calling from the beautiful southern state of Arkansas. So let's go to the line now. Hello, caller. You're on the show with Slick. What's your name and where are you calling from? Caller, are you there? Must have dropped them. Yes, my name is Nick from Arkansas. <laughs> Nick, welcome to the Hold show. On, everybody, Nick. Stop. everybody stop! Everybody stop! Everybody stop! Right now, this guy that's on this line now is one of my very, very, very best friends in all the world. So before he says who he is, I'm going to give you his name. <laughs> he is an outstanding gentleman. And I don't know how he knows about this. He must listen all the time. But this is my my close, close friend, Nick Nettles. <laughs> What's going on, man? From the great state of Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> and then, to, uh, uh, first of all, guys, thank you for having me on, and thank you for having the Sixth on because uh, – the sister needs to understand that he still has fans around the world. I don't know if he knows that or not, but I tell him all the time that he still has fans from around the world. But my I'll question be, to I'll you, be, I'll, I'll, be sure, is, I'll make sure he um, knows. Don't worry. <laughs> you, you say what? I'm going to make sure he knows. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, um, but, but not take up too much of your time. Um, my question is, Slick, once your run with WWE was over, uh, did you try to get into jobs with any other major organizations such as WCW, anything like that? Only one, and that was the WCW. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I have I have some really negative feelings about about that, and I'll tell you why. I talked to Gene Oakland uh, a couple of years before he passed, and he goes, "You know, Slick, we really wanted you. Nobody had your number, and." Blah 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 this and blah 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 that and blah. But we really wanted you, and I was a part of the booking team. And your name came up several times, and I'm like, okay, I I would call Dusty uh, or Dusty's office, not Dusty's personal line, but Dusty's office. Nobody ever gave me a return call, and on top of that, y'all were using gang, and you know, gang and I just like brothers. So he mm-hmm. had my number. So, but I just, you know, I leave it alone. Maybe that wasn't God's plan for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, WCW was the only place that I tried to go. I never, because I was kind of pretty much finished with the business when I left anyway. Okay, thank you so much, Slick, for answering my question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and let me say this about Nick. Nick has a son. <laughs> he has a son that uh, is is an outstanding basketball player. And I'm going to make sure that I hang real close to Nick because that, that boy's going that boy that boy's going to go pro and sign a hundred million dollar contract. If your son wants to get involved with the wrestling business, uh, give me a call off the air afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Thank you so much, guys. Man. All right, I'll holler at you later on, man. All right. All right. Okay. You gotta love it when personal friends are calling the podcast to talk to you, Slick. What a what he seemed like such a genuine nice guy. I'm so happy he called in. 
Well, as soon as you said from Arkansas, I said, you know what, I bet that's Nick. And as soon as I heard his voice, I knew I knew it was him. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to take the next call who's been hanging on uh, the line. We're going back to Canada. The Doctor of Style, Slick, he's internationally known. We're going to longtime caller David from Canada. David, welcome back to the show. You are live with the, one of the greatest managers of all time, the Slickster. Well, thanks, guys, and uh, I appreciate you guys bringing him on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Everybody stop, stop. I can't believe it. It's happening two times in a row. My long, close-time personal friend, David. I can't believe it. I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> I wish. I wish. That would be amazing. Yeah, it's all good. Thanks, guys, for bringing him on. And, uh, Slick, I want to say I was just uh, the other day watching um, – the debut of Akeem, the African Dream, when you came on for that promo and, and introduced that character. I was just rewatching that, and I was like, got to call and mention that. It was a great moment. Uh, my question for you, though, is I know you're uh, an ordained minister, and I'm just curious. I know there's a lot of people you know, involved in the wrestling world that are, are religious as well or born again, and I was just curious if – does that really – sort of play a role backstage like before matches or before events where where there's sort of a community of prayer or anything like that or is it kind of you know each person themselves or i'm just just wondering if that was sort of ever taking place backstage i i have had occasions where it has with certain individuals but it was not a thing that was predominant uh it didn't happen it was rare. It, it didn't happen uh, with, with any great uh, degree of frequency. Uh, so, but it has happened. But, but let, let me share this with you. This is not the question that you asked, but I, but I want to share. You know, some people have this uh, conflict, internal conflict, with the, uh, the ministry and with wrestling. And I, I would say to people that would challenge me on that, wrestling was a job. The same if I, if I was going on a nine to five job it was a job and you can't put everybody in the same category and i tell people all the time don't categorize me individualize me i'm me i do me i live a i live a a moral life and i did that back in the day you know you you can read about it you can hear about it i wasn't into drugs wasn't into drinking wasn't into any of that type of thing so there's never a conflict it's just a job with me well, I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. David, any other and, questions? And yeah, the like you know we have them? That's all I got to say. Sorry? I just didn't know if you had any other comments or questions, but then you ended it perfectly saying, Slick is the man. I agree. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah, you, yeah. That's all I got to say. Thank you, guys. Thank we'll you, talk Dave. to you soon. Mm-hmm. Thanks, mm-hmm. man. Flickster, you got fans all over the world, and I'm sure you've been a lot of places. Do you have any favorite places outside of the United States that you got to travel and that you have fond memories of? Canada. That's my favorite was Canada. I think it's such a beautiful country, and uh, especially in Vancouver. Well, I better not say especially, but among the the many beautiful sites is – Nova Scotia and uh, in uh, 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 British, what is it, British Columbia, uh, Vancouver. I thought those were some of the most beautiful places. And uh, Toronto, 
I shut a mall down in Toronto one time. We got to town early, so I I took a, a shuttle or something, I don't know what it was, over to the mall. I was just walking around. And before I knew anything, man, there was like thousands of people just, they don't know where those people came from, and, and they had to get security to get me out of there. <laughs> you know, and the people were like wanting autographs. You know, I was the top heel, but nobody was like, ah, we hate you. We can't, we love them. So we love you. Can I take a picture? And I said, oh, Lord, let me get out of here because I don't want Vince to find this out. <laughs> I, I'm supposed to have heat, not have to be. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I love Canada. How about inside the United States? Did you have certain arenas or cities that you really looked forward to and really appreciated going to? Not, not really. Uh, inside the United States, you know, every place is beautiful. So I didn't really have a favorite. I loved wherever we were. I loved the one that would sell out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Well, Slick, we're going to keep the, the questions from the fans coming right now. We're going to go down to Tommy's neck of the woods, to New Jersey. We're going to Butler, New Jersey, to talk to Danny. Well, Danny, welcome on, to the don't show. Get, don't get him on yet, Jay. Now, Danny lives in the town uh, that we're running next Friday. So, Danny, we're going to get you on now. How cool is it, Danny, that you're one week away from the doctor of style coming to your hometown. Oh man, it's 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 amazing. I just want to say, uh, you know, I hope you guys had a a great Thanksgiving. Uh, it, I definitely missed talking to you guys the last few weeks, and uh, you know, I, I was, you actually caught me by surprise because I'm actually doing something from work now, so I was able to sneak uh, sneak away just to get this calling. But you know, it's it's, it's going to be. I can't wait for next Friday. Um, you know, like I said, your, your last show was amazing. You know, you, you, you've, you've, from the two you've had, you've just got better. I'm sure this one is going to even uh, be, be even bigger and better, especially having the doctor style there. That's, that's definitely, uh, you know, bringing back uh, childhood memories for me. Awesome, man. Well, you're, you're on with the doctor style slick. Any questions? Yeah. Uh, you know, slick, I, I like to, you know, it, it's definitely an honor talking to you. You were, uh, a tremendous uh, part of 80s wrestling. You know, you were one of the great managers, you know, tremendous uh, personality, uh, whether people liked you or hated you. Um, I definitely, uh, you know, enjoyed, you know, your run uh, with the Twin Towers, especially was it late 88 going into 89 when uh, they had the feud with uh, the Mega Powers with Hogan and Savage going back and forth. You know, you know, I remember uh, Big Boss Man, uh, beating Hogan down on the Brother Love show, you know that you know culminated in the the main event where you know eventually the 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 Mega Power split up, le- leading up to WrestleMania five. Um, what uh you know what were your you know personal best moments being in the WWF? Um, obviously you you were around some great storylines, and uh, who was your favorite talent that you managed? Well, now I mean when you say my favorite. Uh, it's it's really hard for me to say this because, you know, Butch Reed is like like my brother, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. we, I, we're such a close personal relationship. But in terms of uh, professionalism and working, it would be a uh, one-man game. Uh, Butch Reed, and it's hard for me to say anything negative about him because 
of my personal friendship and love and relationship with him. But Butch wasn't exactly uh, a most professional person. And so he could make, he made life difficult when it didn't have to be. And I didn't have, I didn't have a regret of having to be special uh, and do extra things where he was concerned because were it not for him, I would never have had a WWE career. He insisted that Vince McMahon uh, interview me and bring me in with him. He was adamant about that. So, so it's hard for me to say, but he, he was, he was, <laughs> uh, I, I, I say this affectionately. Okay. Butch was crazy. And so, <laughs> so, so, but my favorite person to, to, to interact with on the road and to uh, pal around with was one man game, but I made more money with the big boss man than anybody. Now, now the, you uh, you you brought up uh, Butch, you know, uh, you know, God rest his soul. I know he passed he passed away uh, recently. Um, was he, was he supposed to, you know, when you know during that time in '87, was he originally supposed to get that IC title run uh, instead of Honky Tonk? Yes, yeah, and and he messed it up. Butch Butch messed it up. I can't put it on Vince. I can't put it on Pat Patterson. You know, I had to put it. So solely where it, it, it lies, and that's, you know, Butch messed it up. Butch was the kind of guy, he didn't care. Yeah, if, if he didn't have a ride to a town, he'd just go sit in the lobby until somebody came and said, well, come on, I'll take you. I saying things like that that he would do. And so uh, they kind of grew, 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 grew sour on, on him and uh, – he, he'd be reliable, and so that's what happened. And uh, I, I really regret it uh, because he would have been a great champion and a great performer. When he was in that ring, when he wanted to turn it on, there was nobody any better. So I don't know. There you go. Well, Slick, it was a. Like I said it's a pleasure talking to you. You know, I keep uh, you know doing great things. You know, I definitely look forward to meeting you. With my my son next Friday and uh, Tommy uh, Jumping Jay, yeah, you guys uh, keep uh, hitting it out of the park, park man. You know, you guys uh, just uh, keep one upping every week, and I always look forward to you guys. So have a tremendous weekend, and uh, you guys take care. When I uh, when I come to when I get to New Jersey, you uh, bring your son and make sure that you uh, make me know that it's uh, Danny, right? Yes, sir. And Danny, and what's your son's name? Yes, just his first name. My son's name. My, his name is Lucas. Okay. Well, you make sure that you see me, and I'll take a picture or two with you, and shake hands with your son. I would great. I would that that would be a tremendous honor, Slick. Thank you so much. All right, okay. Danny. If I shake week, if brother. I shake hands with if I shake hands with you, I'm going to charge you. But your son, I'll do it for you. <laughs> no, listen, you can charge me for both. It, it's a it's a business, and like I said, it's a, it's all, it's it's nothing. It's it's all good. I was just kidding, man. I was having fun. <laughs> All right. All right, I mean, guys. I mean, you guys I'll, I'll, I'll have a great week to the show and take care. Thanks, Danny. Hey, Tommy. Yes, sir. You might point out to the uh, people there in New Jersey, I haven't been to New Jersey since 07 to do a, a house show uh, to make a public appearance in, in, 
in a in an arena. So this is going to be like my first time back in over what now? Uh, now fifteen years. Fifteen years. Yeah. 15, wow. Fourteen years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I was saying at the top of the show. This is something that you don't do very often. You know, sporadically you'll you'll do public appearances and autograph signings, but as far as being an independent show, I know that you don't do that very often. So. I'm honored that, that you're, you're going to come to the show next Friday and, and meet the fans and be involved. And a uh, question for you. I was, it's funny that you said that about New Jersey because I wanted to bring it up. When, when I was a kid, like, I went to the Brendan Byrne Arena every month uh, as a kid, and obviously you were a part of all those events. Today's grind is so much uh, different than back then. I mean, back then you were, you were visiting the same buildings every month. Whereas nowadays they go to a market maybe once, twice a year, if you're lucky. So back then, like when you were going to the regular towns uh, monthly or every six weeks, uh, did, did you find yourself in a routine where you would go eat at the same restaurant or stay at the same hotel? Or you probably got sure to know did. people too, you know? Sure did. You know, and you know, and, 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 and one man gang and I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Because we haven't talked now in about a week. See, last Thursday was the Thanksgiving. I think we talked, but I haven't talked to him since then. But we were talking about how you meet people. You know, you get people that volunteer to show for you. You know, that the people you trust that you meet, you you know, and they say, okay, when you all come in, you don't have to worry about renting a car. I will pick you up. We'll carry you to eat. We'll carry you to the arena. We'll carry you where you need to go. We'll get you back to the hotel. Sure. And then you start. You start developing certain places that you stay at all the time. So then you start to know the staff, you know, you start to develop a trust. Because as a heel, you can't just go to a restaurant and order food. Because some people, you know, remember we talked about in the 80s, that, that, that the cafe thing was really big then. So sometimes, you know, you'd be someplace, you have to be skeptical as who was preparing your food. And so a lot of times we just went to drive throughs and stuff like that and ordered and people didn't know who you were. And then you could kind of have more security, uh, a certainty about your food. Well, Slick, you've, you've done a lot of things in your career. I'm sure you were the first to do many things. And right now you're accomplishing a very first thing on our show we've never had the same number call into the show (laughs) two times in a single show but we get to go back to the beautiful state of arkansas because nick number popped up again nick welcome back to the show (laughs) nick are you there i just heard him laugh that was me laughing oh that was you laughing yeah. You know, maybe he butt dialed us by accident, Jay. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe maybe he pocket dialed us, and he doesn't know he's on the air live. Nick from Arkansas, are you there? Hey, hey, guys. no, no, no. It wasn't no accident. Can you hear me now? Oh, he's he's back. back. He's back. Yeah, sorry about that. I had my phone on me. Listen, guys, I'm in work, and I'm, enjo- I'm really enjoying listening to Slick. Um, but I just had one more question that I wanted to ask him. Um, Slick, do you think that kayfabe, in professional wrestling is alive today. That's why I want, is, is kayfabe alive today? And how tight was kayfabe back when you were in the WWF? And that's my question. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, 
let me answer your question by saying no, I don't think it is today. I think anybody that that believes in KFA today is fooling themselves. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just been too exposed, uh, entirely mm-hmm. too exposed. And then now back in in eighty uh, in the eighties when I when I started, KFA was a big thing in the uh, NWA territories. But Vince McMahon exposed it. I mean, he came out and said it's entertainment, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but then there was a lot of guys like Kamala, for instance. You know, Kamala kayfabe till he died. I mean, till he retired. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he he. You know, and that that, that was some of the internal problems that we had. You know, Kamala would tell you we were the best of friends. I mean, he'll tell you that, but he'll tell you he didn't want me for a manager again, and I'll tell you I didn't want to work with him again. Because, you know, Kamala wanted to stay in his room and he wanted you to go and get his food and all that. He, he can't pay, you know, big time. Well, man, I, you know, hey, you get your own food. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't, you know, those other guys, they did all that. I, you know, I wasn't down with that. You know, come on, man. We, this is a, uh, nobody, everybody knows you're not from Africa now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> So he'll tell you right now he didn't want me anymore. <laughs> but we still were wow. best friends though. Yeah, we know he and I and Danny Davis were on the freeway talking uh, just about three or four weeks before he passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Slick. All right, buddy. All right, man. Take care. Well, Slick, we're, 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 oh. thank you again for taking the time to, to come on the show today. And talk to us. And again, once again, anyone who lives in the New Jersey area can meet the Doctor of Style Slick next Friday night, December the 10th. He will be at ISPW Christmas Chaos. Tickets are available now on 80swrestlingcon.com. Slick, thank you so much for taking the time. We look forward to seeing you next week. Let me just say this to all the wonderful fans and, and our patrons that called in this morning and those who are listening. I certainly thank you for remembering this old man, and I thank you for your kindness and cordiality and courtesy, and I appreciate the uh, the, 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 the praise, and uh, I, I certainly don't feel worthy of all the praise that you've given me, but while I don't feel worthy, I'm certainly appreciative. And so top of the morning to you, and have a wonderful the rest of your day. Thank you so much, Slick. We thank look forward so to much, seeing you next Slick. week. All righty, guys. Well, there, there you have, have it, Doctor Slick. Man, what a what an interview that was, huh? Listen, that guy is just how genuine of a human being he is. Like when you watch him growing up, you think he's a heel manager. You believe that character because he's so darn good at it. But when you get a chance to just listen to him for an hour in the morning, I could listen to him all day. The stories he would tell. Uh, just a very humble, very genuine human being and such an entertainer. What a show, Tommy. Thank you for getting him on. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you track these guys down, but I'm so glad <laughs> that you get that you do it. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, I figured the, the, the next 10 minutes we can talk about uh, a big breaking news that happened yesterday, Jason. I know that you saw the press release this morning. You texted me. Uh, I kept it a surprise to you and everybody else. Listen, 
for those of you that are listening, about two minutes before we went live on the air, Tommy sent me the text. He, he broke the news to me. And then I got to go on the show and act like he just didn't drop this major, this major information bomb on me. But he did. And so, Tommy, I'm going to let you share it with everybody because this is big news, not only for what you're doing uh, career-wise and for, like, what you're doing in, in 80s wrestling, but for you personally to, to have this happen is, is pretty big news in my opinion. So please tell everybody what you shared with me earlier today. Yeah, man. So uh, over the, this summer, I had – I do obviously, and you guys know I do signings at the Wrestling Collector. So over the summer, uh, Bushwhacker Luke was in here for a signing, and I'd known him since I was a teenager. I used to run shows back in the day and used to have him on a lot of my shows, so I've known him for a very long time. And he used to do all my Wildwood shows and used to love doing them. And we just got talking, and at the time he was at the store, I was planning on uh, – relaunching ISPW, Independent Superstars of Professional Wrestling. It, anyone that doesn't know, it was an independent promotion I ran here in New Jersey in the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, during the height of the Attitude Era. So it was it was a popular promotion up here at the time. Uh, so I started talking to him about my ideas and my visions behind ISPW and what I wanted to do, and um, he was really, really intrigued by it. I, and, and for those that don't know, he is an extremely – extremely extremely smart guy to the wrestling business you know he's been the booker in puerto rico for years and years and years he's got a great 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 mind so for him to uh he was very complimentary of my of my ideas and thoughts which was very flattering coming from him and uh you know a couple of weeks went by and he texted me and said hey i want to get together and talk to you i have some ideas so you know i guess we're just brainstorming for a way to try and figure out how we can do some stuff together and it snowballed into uh, him uh, purchasing half of my ISPW company. So yes, Bushwhacker Luke and myself are now going to be running ISPW. I, this is such huge news. One, because you were just talking last week about how you're going to take ISPW to the next level. 2022 is the year you're really going to get behind it. And I believe that. I believe you well, are I, capable. I had, I had that in my back pocket last week when I was talking to you. I, and then, yeah, and then this week you tell me that you're partnering with a WWE Hall of Famer, a guy we grew up watching in the ring, a guy whose life has been spent in this business, who knows the in and the outs, and now you've partnered with him. And so now the two of you are kind of at the wheel of ISPW. And so I, my mind is blown because I can't – you were doing – amazing things with it as is the fact that you now are partnering Thank with somebody you. with it who spent a lifetime performing i just can't believe where you guys are gonna do it i'm so excited for 2022 and i can't wait to see you in the camouflage pants licking cousin Luke's <laughs> face man i'll I, I tell you i'll tell you what i'll make you a deal if in, in the near future if you can make me an ispw website because you know i'm going to probably hit you up for that next because i always bug you uh, I'll wear the camouflage pants for you, and I and I and I'll do just for you the whoa, yeah. <laughs> so that brings up an interesting question. You do this, you do this impression of Bushwhacker Luke. Yeah, you got to, you got to, you got to, you, you got to kayfabe that now, brother. We don't, we don't okay. do that voice anymore. Oh, I was just gonna <laughs> ask. In any, in any of the I'm meetings, did it I'm... slip out? No, nah, I'm only kidding. I'm 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 real cool with them. But yeah, I'm I'm uh, very 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 excited. Um, the cool thing is, and, and, and something that you know, the, one of the main focuses of 
uh, ISPW is, you know, giving back to the local communities. I want to do fundraisers uh, in 2022, a lot of them in, in this area, the New Jersey area, whether it be for schools, whether it be for, you know, any youth groups, football, basketball, you know, baseball, softball, uh, fire departments, anything nonprofit, uh, we can come to your town and put on an event and help raise money for you. And, and the cool thing with this, Jay, is now when we contact, you know, all these organizations, you know, if if they're familiar with, you know, wrestling, I mean, obviously, if, if I contact them, they're not going to know who I am. But if Bushwhack or Luke is contacting them and if they know anything about wrestling, you know, I'll tell you what, if, if I was at a school and, you know, I was a, a class advisor or a, a, one of the coaches for one of the sporting teams and I got an email or a, a telephone call from Bushwhacker Luke and I know wrestling and I'm familiar with it, man, I'm going to be excited. Hell yeah. Let's, you know, hell, let's, hell yeah. Let's bring wrestling to town. So I think that aspect of, of, of him partnering up with me and, and, and us being able to, to, you know, use that, you know, legendary popular name that is iconic. Uh, everyone, if you're, you know, a wrestling fan back in the heyday, you know who the Bushwhackers are. They're iconic, you know, they're pop culture. So uh, I, I think that it's going to open up a lot of doors that uh, I might not have been able to open up myself. Well, anytime you add that kind of star power behind a promotion, it's going to get more eyes on the product, Tommy. So from a business standpoint, uh, it was a very smart move. And then from a fan standpoint, you're such a creative promoter. He's been a promoter. I can't wait to see what you guys come up with because ISPW – is a promotion that has some, something for everybody. Like you do the nostalgia thing where you bring back old stars, you have up and coming stars, you have surprise appearances, you have a talk show segment like we all grew up watching. And so you really are, are in this unique world of kind of being able to cater a little bit to everybody, which is just such a, a way to, to send fans home happy. I am beyond excited to see what the year 2022 has for ISPW. Thank you so much, man. And, and you'll, obviously you're going to be a big part of it as well. Um, just real quickly, I'll run down next Friday's ISPW Christmas chaos lineup. And uh, with the news breaking yesterday that Bushwhacker Luke has bought 50% of ISPW, he will now be appearing at ISPW Christmas chaos next Friday night. So, if the card in the show wasn't stacked enough already, Bushwhacker Luke will be in the house at ISW Christmas Chaos next Friday night at St. Anthony's Church in Butler, New Jersey, 7.30 p.m. bell time. And the main event is going to be for the ISPW World Heavyweight title. Special guest referee Maven when Bull James defends the title against the superstar, Danny Morrison, formerly Danny Doring of ECW. Uh, this match, we, we, we heard from Danny and Bull last week. Uh, it doesn't need any more bells and whistles to it. It's something that I'm looking forward to seeing. I know you are as well, Jay. I know you already said, make sure you let me know what happens as soon as it happens. So uh, that match is going to be awesome. And then talk about uh, an awesome match. This is going to be a dream match for independent fans that live on the East Coast. It's going to be Crowbar going one-on-one with Homicide. And uh, as we just had the Dr. Styles Slick on, he will be joining the winner's circle with the winner, Andy Weinberg. And if you've seen Andy before, um, <laughs> Slick can definitely uh, 
I, I think Slick can hold his own. This is going to be interesting between these two guys. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer and the commissioner of ISPW, Tito Santana, will be in the house. He will be doing a special figure four contest with the fans. He's going to pick some lucky fans out of the audience. The winner is going to get a special holiday gift basket from the wrestling collector here in Stockholm, New Jersey. Also, the ISPW Tri-State Championship on the line when Nico Sirikos defends the title against Ring of Honor superstar Vincent. Another title match will be ISPW Women's Champion Vicious Vicky going one-on-one against Riley Shepard. Justin Carino will take on Sean Donovan. The Now takes on Michael Mars and Andrew Anderson. And H.C. Loke goes one-on-one with Trax. So it's going to be a big show next Friday night. Butler, New Jersey at St. Anthony's Church Gym. Tickets are available now. Head over to our website. It's 80swrestlingcon.com. And uh, if you can't make it, you can definitely get an autographed picture of Slick, and uh, he'll personalize it to you, and then we can ship it out to you. You can order that again on 80swrestlingcon.com. But big weekend first here in New Jersey, Jay. It never stops, brother. The road keeps going and going and going, and it stops this Saturday at the Wrestling Collector in Stockholm, New Jersey, from 2 to 5 p.m., our biggest signing yet, Jay. WWE Hall of Famer, the legendary, the icon, Jake the Snake Roberts enters the Wrestling Collector this Saturday from 12, I'm sorry, from 2 to 5. Listen, if if there's not a line already outside your store today waiting for that, I wouldn't wait too long. I think the line's going to start forming because that is a huge name to have at an in-store signing, Tommy. I you better get extra crowd control because I think it's going to be bananas there. He 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 also posted it on his Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages last night as well. So uh, that that can only help. So I'm excited that he he did that as well. That's incredible, Tommy. You're going to have to let me know how that goes. And when you were talking about the ISPW show, you know, Slick mentioned that it's been about 14 or 15 years since he's done a show in New Jersey. When do you think the last time? Slick, Tito Santana, and Bushwhacker Luke were together at a show anywhere. I like my yeah. mind is blown. It, it's going to be <laughs> incredible. I am so excited for you, Tommy. Thanks, man. Again, anyone out there that lives in the New Jersey area, come check us out next Friday night, St. Anthony's Church Gym in Butler, New Jersey, for ISPW Christmas Chaos, bell time seven thirty. And the doors open at 6.30 for a pre-show meet and greet, which will feature Tito Santana, Slick, and um, Bushwhacker Luke. And then this Saturday, the Wrestling Collector, Stockholm, New Jersey, Route 23, from 2 to 5 p.m., Jake the Snake Roberts. So I think we can maybe possibly get another guest on for next Thursday. So we'll be on the eve of ISW Christmas Chaos. We can call it Christmas Chaos Eve. How about that? Ooh, I'll, I'll get my stockings hung and I'll be ready to rock, brother. How about how about I, I, I can see if I can uh, if I can get Bushwhacker Luke on for next week? That would be incredible, man. You, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to try, try and get him on for next week. He's your business partner now, man. You probably, yeah, you got him on speed dial. I love it. Yeah, so I, I, I'm going to reach out to him, see if we can get, either way we'll have a guest on 
uh, next week. We'll we'll make it make it cool and special. But until then, Jay, I hope that you and your family have a great week and and great week next week. Um, any 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 uh, any signs of a Wrestling Guy magazine in your collection yet, or other than the one I gave you? Other than the one that you sent me, I haven't added to it yet, but I'm saving up. I'm saving all my Christmas money. I'm going to be coming to New Jersey uh, in the springtime, and so who knows? I might be uh, having to drive a U-Haul truck back for the Wrestling Eye magazines. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I hope you and your family have a great weekend, guys. I hope to see some of you that are locally this weekend for Jake the Snake Roberts, and uh, we'll catch you next week right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. I love her forevermore But the trouble in the tale The 